Okay. So we're in the middle of this deep dive into the five levels of the soul. And we spoke about nefesh, we spoke about ruach, we spoke about chaya, right? Sorry, we spoke about neshama, we spoke about chaya. Four levels. Now, now we're going to start talking about the fifth level of the soul, the highest level of the soul, and that is called Yechida. Yechida is also known as Makif Rachok. Makif, which is M-A-K-I-F, Rachok, which is R-A-C-H-O-K, Makif Rachok, which is the farther or the furthest removed. The furthest removed enveloping energy is called makif rachok. And we know that the fifth level of the soul, the level of yechida, is the furthest removed from our natural state. Yechida is also known, yechida translates as unique oneness. Yechida is the part of our soul that is rooted, that is unified within the absolute oneness of the Creator. It's the, it's the apex of our soul's potential. It's the pure, transcendental part of our being. It's a deep place within us. It's beyond duality. It's beyond fragmentation, the splinteredness of our world. It's not affected by our world. It has nothing to do with our world. It is an absolute one with God, with the creator. Now, although Yechida is linked with the with the ineffable and cannot be quantified or contextualized what can be said is that it's part of the self that remains consistent throughout our life so often We spend our lives, and I've used this analogy before, we spend our lives in the the waves of the ocean. The moods, the whims, the changes, we call those the waves of the ocean. Yechida is the deepest waters beneath. They're unchanged, sometimes unmoving. So deep within our being, there's a part of us that is unwavering. It's consistent throughout our our entire life. And because of that, Yechida cannot ever truly be understood. Because Yechida is the understander. The understander can never truly be understood. It can't be observed because Yechida is the observer. Yechida can't even be experienced because Yechida is the experiencer. Let me take another perspective. I know this is very difficult because it's quite theoretical because it's so far removed from us. Let's take a look at the fourth level again, the one that we spoke about last week, the level of Chaya. The level of Chaya is the infinite part of the self. It's the observer. It's the experiencer. It's the... The emptiness upon which the fullness of life is superimposed. 
So in that sense, if you look at that as the fourth level, Yechida, which is the fifth level, is the ultimate context that simultaneously contains the finite and the infinite. It's the fullness and the emptiness. And including them all within a singular frame. So let's go back. On the level of Nefesh, on the level of Ruach, on the level of Neshama, on on these first three levels, every person is unique and distinct. We all have a particular purpose. We have a particular soul mission. None of us that are living in this world today have the same purpose. And no one that has lived and no one that will live has the same purpose as me and you. That's only on the level of nefesh, ruach, and neshama. On the level of chaya, chaya is the backdrop of life. So on the level of chaya, there's only oneness. But from the perspective of this fifth level, from the perspective of Yechida, unity, multiplicity, everything and nothing, unity and infinity, they're included and they're integrated into a whole larger than the sum of its parts. They're integrated into a whole that is larger than the sum of its parts. So, let's just go over this a second. Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama is the finite self. The first three levels of the soul, they represent the finite self. Chaya is the infinite self. Yechida is beyond and inclusive of both the infinite and the finite. So with the fourth level, with Chaya, we are separating the infinite and the finite. But the truth is, the infinite and the finite are truly one. They're truly united. So on the level of Yechida, it's both. It's inclusive. Yechida is our fullest reality, comprised, <clears throat> sorry, comprised of our potential prior to birth and the details and experiences of our lives lived out to their fullest. And our infinite, unchanging observation of self. Does anyone have a, an analogy for this or a question? Please. I have a question, not an analogy. Somewhere you had said that the Chaya is the knower and the see. Like, okay, if we were aware of knowing something or having the wisdom or um, the understander or the witness. But in Yechida is, is the biggest difference is that we don't know. It's happening to us, but because of the oneness, we don't really even know that it's happening. Am I understanding that correct? Or am well, I even We don't know that? on a finite level. Okay, right. If we, wanna, if we don't know from a nefesh, ruach, and neshama state, you could tap into the yichida state. There's a way to do it. But we don't last, know. If you want to start tapping into it from a finite level, you're mixing apples and oranges. Okay. Last week, when you said, oh, this is a cliffhanger for next week, well, who could remember my question from last week that I was going to ask? That was the cliffhanger, but I think it had something to do with prophecy. Yes. I think it had to do with if you kind of know something's going to happen, not think, but you just know and you're in that state, 
whether it's experiential, whether it's spiritual, is that, would that put you in a Yechida state? If you have trained yourself to understand and experience the Yechida state. You see, a lot of people think that their intuition is Yechida. Intuition can also be Nefesh. So we have to be careful. It's not the intuition's fault. It's our state's fault. And where we're focusing. And that was your question last week about intuition. Jill. I I think it's, my question might have been answered because you said Yehida is something we can't know. And I'm assuming we can't know it with our intellect, with our mind. But then, you know, as Cheryl said, and you said, it's like, because I'm not one for just blindly believing something. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, as you said, we've got to train or we've got to, be familiar with how to access, I guess, the, the Yehida state? Is that, you know, trying to take mind and thoughts out of it? Right. So, so I'm going to try to explain it the best I can. Um, I'm hoping I'll have enough time today to finish explaining it. But it is, understand that it's very difficult to wrap our minds around this because there's nothing, it's deeper, it's it's source is not within the intellect or the emotions. Mm-hmm. We're talking yeah. about the pure soul state. Yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm assuming or, or thinking, thinking it's more of, it's an experience. It's something where there's no real words for it. Well, let's see with the knowledge that you have from classes before, if you can kind of put yourself in a place to be able to understand this. I'm going to try to go through it as best I can. Thank you. Yechida. Joe's question. To live in a state of Yechida. To live in a state of Yechida is to live in perfect, symmetrical harmony with the creator and the creation. Perfect, symmetrical harmony. Interpersonally, this means being able to see another human, another person, another creation for who they truly are by being able to move beyond the trivial prejudices, the biases, by observing, to look at someone and observe their core. Rabbi Shneur Zalman of Liadi, who was this illustrious 18th century Hasidic Rebbe, known as the Alter Rebbe. We've spoken about him, his magnum opus, the Tanya. We've spoken about it. He once acknowledged that when he looks at someone, he sees them as they exist as a primordial person. This is a very important word within Kabbalah. We're going to call it, we call it, I'm not going to call it, it is called Adam Kadmon. Adam Kadmon, primordial person. So what the Altarebbe was saying is that he was able to observe people the way they actually are in pristine potential and rooted within their primordial source. To understand Yechida, we have to now understand what is the Adam Kadmon? What is the primordial person? The primordial human. The Adam Kadmon, the primordial human, is a cumulative context that contains all five levels of the soul as one, including all of reality from infinity to finitude, as well as the idea of ayin, of emptiness, 
of nothingness. Ayin is the potential for everything, right? Nothing is the potential for everything or the potential for anything. And yesh is the opposite of ayin, which is something or observable existence. Very important concept that I'm throwing out here. We have ayin, which is nothingness, which is the potential for everything, and yesh, observable existence, something, or somethingness. Ayin and yesh. The word adam, translated as human, comes from the word dome. Dome means in the image or in the likeness. God said, let us create the human in our image, in our likeness, in Bereshit in Genesis. So dome means likeness or in our image. It's also rooted in the word dimyon, which means imagination. So kadmon means primary or primordial. The adam kadmon is the primordial likeness or the primordial image. It represents the world of divine desire and will. The original desire, the original primordial will of all creation, is the desire and will of the infinite, of the unified creator, to create and enter into a relationship with an apparently, and I'm using air quotes here, an apparently finite other. An infinite creator wants a relationship with me and you. With a finite other. The Adam Kadmon is the way reality exists in the perfect imagination of the creator. The Adam Kadmon is the Adam and Eve before they ate from the tree of knowledge. It's the way we and all of reality exist in the perfect imagination of the dream of the infinite one. In that reality, in that primordial state, we are all perfect. And it's important to note that we have that level of perfection within us. Perfection is the way that we exist within Adam Kadmon, within the primordial human. In the divine imagination, the creator envisions and imagines us living out our utmost physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual potential in this world. That is what the creator wants from us. Let me think of a metaphor, because I know this is very theoretical. Let's say a person is having a strong desire to buy and to build a beautiful home. And when she closes her eyes and she sees in her imagination the perfect home, but then when she opens her eyes, there's the actual process of buying the home, of gathering the equipment, the arduous labor of constructing, of renovating, of working. The Adam Kadmon is the way the home exists within the imagination and desire of the person before the person has the home. 
When you think of your perfect home, that is the Adam Kadmon experience. And then there's going to be the actual process. Going back to the to the to to the analog, the actual process of creation from infinity all the way down to the dense matter and physical form, eventually culminating in this world here and now, in the house that we live in. So I believe that 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 will that desire that imagination is a great metaphor for what god did and sees within our potential <clears throat> it's god's imagination for our potential now the reality is is that sometimes we dream a particular home but then the home we have may not be the home we dream of it's a problem in marriage as well. Because what lives in the primordial is still just imagination. It still has to get through the other levels. But it's important to remember that we, and for that matter, everybody else, including our spouses, live in a primordial likeness of the creator. And maybe at some times, people's actions don't reflect this basic truth. And there's a moment of not living up to their highest physical, to their highest emotional, to their highest mental or spiritual potential. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And yet, as observers, we're always presented with a choice. Once again, remember, at every situation, in every circumstance, we are going to be presented with a choice. We can either choose to look at the externals, or we can look deeper in order to see that others exist as they exist within the Adam Kadmon, in their perfect and their noble potential. Think about it. Imagine if you looked at everyone. Instead of looking at the external, you could say, you and I, we have the same source. We are both the Adam Kadmon. We both have a primordial state. We both have a potential that is the likeness of our creator. So yeah, maybe you've gotten into whatever you've gotten into. Maybe life has has thrown you a curveball or two or 10 or 50. But you can get back to your source. You have within you a perfect and Nobel potential. You can imagine during my time as a prison chaplain, I use this analogy quite a bit. Just because you're sitting in prison, and we're all in prison in our own way, we're imprisoned by something, something that's blocking us, something that's stopping us from achieving our potential. Sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's mental, sometimes it's emotional, but we all have some type of prison. And we have to turn to that part of us that's in prison and say, you are not in prison, you are free. You have a primordial likeness to your creator. And according to Kabbalah, observing people in the image of their potential and believing in people because of their primordial root actually helps reveal this potential and roots. By you looking at them that way, by you believing in them that way, you help realize that potential. You're actually helping them. If you love them, if you care about them, look at them that way because you will be helping them that way. And this is what the Alter Rebbe was saying when he said, I see everyone as they exist within the Adam Kadmon. 
He saw them simultaneously as they were and as they were meant to be. It's okay to see someone as they are, but we also have to see them in their Yechida state. We also have to see them in their Adam Kadmon state. We also have to see them in their potential. Because that's the way they were meant to be. The more we believe in people, the more those people believe in themselves. The more we believe in the people we love, the more they will believe in themselves. Somebody says, it doesn't work if the other doesn't want to achieve the potential. Well, maybe, maybe we didn't believe in them enough. Maybe we enabled them instead of believing in them. Their two are not the same. We'll be back after a quick break. Stress and trauma happen inside of our bodies. So we can't just heal them through talking. We must also heal them through feeling. My name is Luis Mojica. I'm a somatic educator and nutritionist, and I'm also the host of the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast, where every week I teach you how to release stress and trauma and find a safety inside of yourself through nutrition, self-inquiry, and somatic experiencing. Join me over at the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast or visit me at holisticlifenavigation.com. And isn't it almost irrelevant what the other, if the other person is interested in in, in this potential or not? Because if, if we're seeing them in fullness, their choices aren't relevant. That's right. Our job is not to be them. It's just to see them in their potential state. Don't live for them. Don't live as them. See them for who they are and who they could be. Yeah, we can do that. But then we still live in a finite world where the reality of life is that even if we want to see their full potential, their actions may be may turn day to day completely insane. No one's saying that that that, that their actions may not be good, mm-hmm. and that there that there may that there may be that we live in a real world. What we're saying is also mm-hmm. also there needs to be moments where we can see them in their potential state. The author Rebbe didn't say, "I only see you in your potential state." The Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe said, I, I see you as an Adam Kadmon, which means I see you simultaneously as you are and as you're meant to be. We live in reality and we live in a world of which, and by us being able to see, by saying that we can see your spark as a beautiful, beautiful light within you. And I don't know if it's the right thing to say, I wish it would shine a little more. I believe it's shining. We need to have that positive feeling. It's hard. It's hardest to have this feeling towards the people that we're closest to. To have some ra- to have a feeling like that for a random person on the street is easier. But the person who we love and the person we're closest to, it's hard. It's hard to see him in that state. But the Alter Rebbe was not talking about random people. The Alter Rebbe was talking about people that he saw. Seeing them in the potential. Seeing them for who they were meant to be. Cheryl, please. L'chaim. I want to go back to before your analogy of the imagination of building the perfect house because you were talking about the Yechida state being the harmony of the creator and the creation. So us being one with our creator 
in the perfect. You used a lot of words like perfect, which we know doesn't exist in our finite world. So that analogy of designing that perfect house, then all of a sudden you open your eyes and the hinges are on backwards or it's not the right finish or the drywall has a wrinkle. I mean, our finite life is never perfect that way. Cheryl, if you didn't have that imagination of the perfect house, imagine what your house would really be like. Well, I I wanted to go back before the analogy because your definition, to me, at least in prior classes, sounded like the definition of death. Mm. Being one with the creator, conscious, physical, all that. You know what the opposite of death is? Well, I would say life just because I don't have another answer. The opposite of death is what King David says in the psalm, the valley of the shadow of death. You know what the valley of the shadow of death, what King David is referring to? The birth Mm -hmm. canal. Uh Wow. The opposite of that moment of death. You see, it's so interesting that we often... Because our society and it's and, and I can't we can't take that away from us because it's the way we're raised. We're raised with this initial like the news is negative, and we kind of go. We all do this. We go to this natural negative state. But imagine if, and this is a different conversation because we can go off on a tangent here. But just to answer or to clarify what you're saying, Cheryl, is it's so easy to look at death when really we should be looking at the birth canal, which has within it the potential for life. Do you know how many complications can happen? A doctor will tell you how dangerous the birth canal is, but that is the moment, the greatest moment. That is the moment of which a child is born And that child is filled with the potential for anything. That's the kind of imagination we need to see when we look at an an individual. You have within you the potential for anything. You have within you ayin. Oh, you decided to be a yesh? You decided to be a something. Your ego took over and started ego edging God out. That's what it stands for. Your yesh took over. And all of a sudden you became a something and you lost your potential for anything. You lost your iron. Okay, well, let's get back to your iron state. I know you're feeling down. I know you're depressed. You're depressed because you have too much yesh. You've built too much something into your life. You're not a something. You're much more than a something. Stop limiting yourself to being an ego. Stop limiting yourself to being a something. Be an ayin. Be the potential for anything. Be an Adam Kadmon. Look at yourself in your potential state. That's what we're saying. Ava. Thank you. That was, that's beautiful. I, I hope it's okay if I share something um, personal. I think it's, it fits in with this so well, it's um, cosmic. The, my, a friend of mine just died a couple of days ago. A friend of 35 sorry. years. Are, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, it's okay. If I start to tear up, it's okay. Because that's me releasing emotions. So I'm good. <laughs> um, friend of 35 years. Family's very close. This person in, in direct 
correlation to Alessandra, I think what you, what you were talking about, this person who I love dearly started making choices that were very destructive and started to affect our lives in a crazy, unsafe way. And so we had to remove ourselves from that equation. Um, and I think that was about 12 years ago. So I hadn't seen her in that long and she died suddenly. Um, here's what's blowing my mind is my husband and I were talking about how when someone dies, like her body was laying there in whatever they call it, like wake or something that where they have the body out. And in those not moments when way. we see our, no, no, definitely was not, definitely was not the Jewish way. No, I'm saying, but I'm just evading. I'm a state making a statement because it's really, you know, we, we, we honor the body much more than to show it off like that. That's, that's good. Um, that's how I wish to be anyway. Uh, so we were, my husband and I were talking about how interesting it is in death. When we start to consider the life, we really don't talk about the, their failings and the person does not become the sum of their choices anymore. Good, bad, whatever. What, what we see and and in that moment, it struck me in particular is we see that beautiful soul as as their true potential without judgment, without, oh, they did this to me, they did that to me. And it's it's almost heartbreaking to me that we kind of only do that in death as a society, right? Otherwise, it's really hard to, to forgive people of their shortcomings or how they've hurt you or their choices. So thank you, Rabbi. This teaching today was. We'll be back after a quick break. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a convenient way to get more energy throughout my day. I hop out of bed in the morning, drink my AG1, and I'm absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to get me ready for the day. I'm always on the go and love traveling with my AG1 because I don't have to worry about throwing my nutrition out of balance, no matter where I am. And I don't have to carry a medicine cabinet of pills and supplements in my suitcase to get the same benefits I get from one scoop of AG1 daily. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com buzz. Again, that is athleticgreens.com buzz to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Thank you, Chava. I could not have explained it better. It's so true. You, We go to Shiva's and it's very hard and everyone's talking about how amazing this person was. And we know during their lifetime, there were moments, there were moments. There's an old saying, you know, the, the, there's two Torah portions that are right next to each other. And they're often read together, the portions of Achremot and Kedoshim. And if you, if you just, for those of you who know Hebrew, Achremot Kedoshim, if you put them together, after death, everything is holy. All of a sudden, which is which is beautiful on its own, and I'm not taking away from that. And I think, Chava, you're not either taking away from that. But I think how amazing would it be if we could look at people during their lifetime in that same way? To see them in their Yechida state and to see, to see past their failings. And I know it's hard because very often we're talking about people who have affected us. Those issues, those Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama issues have really, really affected us. So we're asking something very hard. We're asking ourselves to look past perhaps some of the most difficult things that we've experienced in our life as a result of those people. But we have to remember the same way, unfortunately, we remember that after they pass away. We have to remember that they have this yechida within them. We have to sometimes remember that we have this yechida within us. Sometimes we're really hard on ourselves for no reason. Well, for a reason. We're focusing on nefesh and ruach. But sometimes we, we need to be a little nicer to ourselves and see the yechida within us. 
I want to just go one step further and then we'll go to questions and, and, and our takeaways. All five rungs, the nefesh, the ruach, the neshama, the chayyichida, all five rungs are inter interwoven with each other. All aspects of the self are one. They constitute a, a singular totality of beingness. I think one way to understand the emergence of the individualized aspects of the soul, each one that we've outlined, is to compare them to the act of human creation. We kind of touched on this, but let's go a step further. To compare them to birth. The higher reaches of the soul would be equated with the umbilical cord. Still very much connected with the mother's womb, the source of the child's creation. The more particularized elements of the soul would be similar to the actual fetus itself. Although it's somewhat separate, although it's somewhat independent, it's still connected via the cord with its source. In fact, the fetus's very existence and nourishment is dependent upon the mother. The deepest level of the soul, the yechida, would be the child's potential in the mind of the parent. The way the creator or the parent and their creation, children are still connected in the co-creation of the same reality even after the child is born. Just to give you some background on this, according to Kabbalah, the, the, the semen is formed from the thought of the father. So therefore, the child lives within its chachma, within its potential state in a world of thought. And will always have that level of co-creation within them, their entire lives. Which is why one of the things that we try to teach men who are a little more connected and spiritual, if I have an opportunity to someone who's more who's more, who can connect to this, I'll teach them how important it is to have proper thoughts during conception. To not think about other things, to be totally focused on what you're doing. And it's hard, I know that we live in an ADD world and I've had to have these conversations with, 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 with men over the years and how important it is for them to be totally focused because that, that conception that thought is such a powerful thought. And that's the thought that's going to create the child. And the entire child's being is, gonna, is going to be connected. It's the potential of what's going to become the actual as the, as the fetus forms within the mother. That's why, for those of you who want to connect this to the Sefirot, that's why we say that the Chachma is masculine and the Bina is feminine. The greatest, the greatest example for the Chachma being masculine and the Bina being feminine is that the Chachma is the potential state and gestation is Bina. And Dat is is the child being born. It's the culmination of the Chachma and the Bina. Anyway, I'm going all over the place today, I know. But I just want to finish this, this one thought on Yechida. 
Yechida is the inner space where the infinite and the finite merge, where they are undistinguishable and one. And yet, while the nefesh, or as philosophers have phrased it, the vegetative, is the furthest removed from its source, it is still part of the link and it's still connected to the source of all life. That's what Yechida is. Questions? Okay, no questions. Let's hear the nuggets. Jill, we'll start with you. And then you Thank can you. On. Wow. This was an amazing class. Um, I think my nugget is to see the Yahida and everyone, then especially or as equally to see it within ourselves. Um, I know that is a very big challenge for me to see something like that. So thank you for this class. It was wonderful. I'll pass it to Alessandra. Thank you, Jill. I, 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 what I retain the most is the uh, ain, ain state. I say ain. Ain for me is more the I. Ain is the lack, or rather, the potential for something. And and I love that because that reminds us that. We're, we're never finished, you know, we can always reach more potential regardless of where we're at in our life. So, you know, when, when people say don't, don't look at the empty side, rather look at the full, like the half full part of the glass, well, there's still the other half to be filled. So I actually love it. Uh, I will do my very best to spend as much time in an aim state. That's that's my take on this today, and I will pass it on to Ilana. Um, I don't really have too much to add. I just maybe got a little bit confused about the Yehida because the Yehida is the understander, and I don't know if we can ever really reach that level. You know, anyway, I don't know if anybody wants to respond to that. Otherwise, I'll pass it to Cheryl. I have to think about it. Thank you, Alana. I don't have an answer to that either. And I did know what Jill and Alessandra said. Um, my takeaway today was when you asked me the question, Rabbi, of what's the opposite of death? And it would have been an immediate response if it was a Jeopardy question. I would probably say, what is life? And then you went on to change it, that it's the birth canal or the shadow of death. And I'm just pondering on that today, just because it was kind of a little mind blowing. and as was the whole class. So that's why I, like Julian, would like to listen to it again because you really gave us a lot of powerful information today. And I do thank you for that. Parrish, are you there? Yes, I am here. So okay. hi all. Sorry, it's a bit dark. I'm in my bedroom on my phone. So the whole Yahida thing, I believe I already do that naturally. Uh, I'm very spiritual, and last week Rabbi said level five, six. So it's a great to understand it from the Kabbalah point of view. But um, for me, you also mentioned the umbilical cord. 
when you uh, actually uh, rise above and become elevated with your heater, you are able to travel, as the rabbi said, to different realms, including some of the sephira. You are still attached to that biblical core. This is from my understanding of it, but it is so great to actually listen to where all these things I've been doing most of my life spiritually actually originate from. So I really appreciate the whole understanding of Yehida, and I hope I got that right, Rabbi, in the way I've explained it in my context, um, and I appreciate the classes. Um, who we got? Fami. You there, Fami? Yes, thank you. So, so I, I will try to give an answer to what I mean. My so, if if like an infinite thing meets a finite thing, like they will meet in the frontier, right? Like, does it does it mean like they meet in some kind of infinite dimensional frontier? I mean, it must be something which is finite, maybe bended, you know. So. I have my lawyer in Tunisia. He's the last Jewish lawyer in Tunisia. So when I met him, I told him, you know, Eve, how can you live in how can you live there? These are like wicked people, you know, like no kosher, nothing, you know. How can you, how can you do it? So he told me, family, you know, you have to be like a like a spoon. So a spoon, so to if you want to, to eat, the spoon is banded, so you can scoop with it. This is how we should be. We have to, to find the good in people. It doesn't mean we have to be perfect. We have to be like this world, you know, we have to be, but at the end, the end result, if you want to see the good in people, we have to be in some kind, not perfect, but so banded, so flexible. So this allows you to scoop, if possible, any good things from them. This is how I see it. And he was right. I mean, I, he teach me that. So uh, if you are in a finite dimensional thing, you cannot be infinite. You have to be finite. You have to be like, but you, you, you can be finite, but the goal is still the same, to elevate others. Uh, so who is left? Uh, so uh, Jill? No, then Chava didn't go. Chava, sorry. Yeah. Hi, sorry I missed everybody's nuggets. I'm going to have to catch up on the recording. I'm in the mountains. Um, my nugget was the whole class. Uh, it couldn't have been Hashem. I'm just blown away and I needed this so much. So my nugget was just every drop of wisdom that you shared with us today. Thank you, Rabbi. However, that's too easy. Come on, you have to give us something. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I will be, I'll be again. I'm going to, I will be, um, I don't mind sharing personal things here. And, and I was experiencing just soul wrenching regret when my friend died because, you know, we all do the woulda, coulda, shouldas and in death, it's very final for us on this side. And, you know, the, the thing that, that never left, um, my love for my sister, I'm going to call her my sister is, is that place that I saw her true potential and her true self. And, and I never stopped loving her. And it was, it's comforting to know that that is the reality. The reality isn't, isn't the choices that we make in, in life. It's, it's the ability to love and respect each other's potential. And in that light, she's beautiful. Always, always beautiful. Separate the person from their choices. Yes. Separate the person from their choices. I know we have, uh, MJ and Julian. I believe are the two that are left that haven't spoken yet. MJ? Yes. Um, this class was phenomenal. Uh, the moment you started to just, you know, just discourse about 
primordial existence and what and all that okay obviously i need to not only listen to it again but uh, get the words properly um i don't know it just makes sense um and i lo- there's a few things you said to see a person in that state or to and and i love that that you would see someone like this as opposed to or i think the word you you use is simultaneously it's mm-hmm. it's that word there to to kind of have some things that coexist i think you have a quote like that to be mature is to have two opposite to coexist this way That's and right. i think it's the same thing here it's to realize the person is who she is but to still have this sort of i don't know what what but to see the person has it can't as the person could be his potential or her potential and i found that so uh, i don't know it's just really it's really great i mean it would make a better world i think if we were all looking at people this way if we were all approach people and even people themselves they would they would be more kind or more believing in themselves i'm not sure how to express all that but this was absolutely phenomenal amazing my my struggle personally always is that intellectually i can understand but then how what does that look like in daily life like how do i i don't want to word, use the word manifest because i'm just not really comfortable with that but um but that's actually the word <laughs> how do how am i uh how do i do that how do i wear the proper glasses um and i'm just i'm just actually i would like some more readings like if you have any like not article per se but reading just so i could about this primordial man or adam and i'm not pronouncing that well so look it up that. look it up on khabar.org look it up around it's the adam kadmon how do we write that <clears throat> okay okay i'm going to look it up and i have so many thoughts on what you said mj you know it's such an important place to be we we don't have to agree with another person to accept them yeah okay. we don't have to you know so often we 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 look at people and we experience their lives through a very very vain state hmm. and this idea is looking at someone for the potential of who they are but also and using that word also one of the things that i could say you want you talking about practical yes <clears throat> um practically start using the word also also you have a you have a soul also you're a good person also yes it's not we're not being not in reality i know you did me wrong mm I know that you messed up and I am a result of that but also you're a good person and I will separate mm-hmm. your deed from who you are mm-hmm. Okay we need to have more class about this <laughs> Yes yes I agree like, Seriously I just I need to hear it two time again just so I could actually like it, was, it, it stays I, I, am, I am by in no way a person of means nor do I want to be, be a person of means but there was a point in my life one point in my life where my wife and I had done something and we had made a very good choice and as a result of that choice um we ended up we ended up uh, coming into about $25,000 which for some people is not a lot of money for us it was the first time in our life that we had a few dollars and that day somebody came over to me and it's never happened to me before or after and asked me for a, a, a loan and i don't know why they would ask me for this of $25,000 and they needed it just for a short period of time and I said it's it's meant to be. It's really meant to be. And I took the money it was the day that I got it. I took the money and I handed it over to them. And I said, uh, yeah. The person never paid it back. 
And somebody who knew the situation asked me, how can you even look at them in the face? How can you even look at them in the face? It's the only money you ever had. Look at what that could have done for your family. You could have put it away maybe for retirement. You could have done something good. You could have given it to charity. But this person took it as a small loan. And this I'm talking about the story happened uh, uh, over 10 years ago. And I said, I, I have learned if there's something, you know, I have to live by what I learn. And that's a hard thing. You learn something and put it into action. Well, here's what this was my opportunity to put what I learned into action being able to separate the person from the deed. I'm upset with he, what that person did, but I still love that person because they have a great potential. And I hope and I pray, whenever I think about that person, I pray for them, that they're able to, to I don't even worry about the money. The money is between them and God at this point. Even from the day that, that, that I realized that he wasn't going to pay it back, it became between him and God. But because money, what is money already? It's just something you use in this world. It's arbitrary. It doesn't really exist. It's a, it's a means by which we navigate this world. And this world is the world of falsehood. So who cares? But it bothered me. And so therefore, I have to continuously separate the person from the deed, the person from their action. And it's hard, but I think this is what it is. We have within us an infinite potential. Everyone, and even the pe people who do us wrong, have within them infinite potential. And like what Chava said, if we can take a look at them and see beyond the mistakes that they've made and the mistakes they've made to us, and see they still have a soul, I believe that we help them realize that. And maybe we can't make choices for them. We can't change who they are. And Hashem, Believe me, does not remain what Hashem does not remain a Balchov. Hashem is never in debt. So you give over your issues to God. God will not be in debt. And unfortunately, they will have to live by the results of, of the choices they've made in this world, having nothing to do with you. But from your perspective, they have an infinite they have an infinite potential. And that's what's important. Julian hasn't been able to say anything, and we're already way over time. So Julian says, I have two remaining questions. Number one is you said that Yehida was the overseer and the experiencer, but you also said that of Chaya. So Chaya is separate from us. Yehida is when the three, Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, and Chaya are integrated within us. So yes, so Chaya is the overseer and the experiencer. But Yechida is the experiencer and the experience. The overseer and what is overseen. It's how we integrate <clears throat> That's, that is without and that is which is within. And number two, question, isn't the reason we don't look at our or people as good potential things except for the funeral is to, not to um, inflate the person's ego? Let, let them worry about inflating their own ego. And I agree, everyone should be very careful not to inflate their own ego, but we should be building people up. We should be able, we should be the ones that are really focusing and, and, and thinking good and saying good and experiencing good about others, all, all people. But, 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 but I mean, so just thank for answering that, but, 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 but that when we think about saying a compliment to people, is that not the only thing that stops us? So we think to ourselves, if I say to that, say that to them, they're gonna be, they might get too big for themselves. I don't know the right word, but too egotistical. It's, it's, so, so, so that's what I'm saying, Julian. It, it's 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 a thought, and I'm not saying it's a wrong thought, but I think in our world, in our world, we have to be thinking and saying and doing good for others. So we shouldn't be calculated. I wish we were calculated in the gospel oh, we said about people the same way we're calculated about the good we say that to them. <laughs> um, it's interesting what you said because 
I don't know if it's ever been tried out. I think it depends on the individual people. Yeah, it's it's look, I, I, you 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 could you could take it or leave it. I I maybe what I'm saying doesn't resonate with you. That's fine. Uh, you're your own person. But what I'm but I think that in our world today we need to lift others up much more because ah. we're, very easy, we're very easy to put them down. <laughs> very very easy to be critical of them and to put them down. And it's our job to lift them up. Ah, that does make sense. It's we we're in a different mental state, yeah. especially after COVID. Especially Appreciate after COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, <clears throat> thank you, everyone. For those of you who are leaving, well, thank you. I wish you a good week, and we will move on to Talmud. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week.